Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. Here we are with part three, the final part of my three-part series on the UAE takeover of the six U.S. ports. And here it is. These fundamentalist faiths, they're hung on to like crutches, and they keep people down and don't allow them to grow and expand beyond certain boundaries. You know, when you move beyond a boundary, there's some inherent danger, whatever that might be. That's one of the reasons why when Osama bin Laden targeted the World Trade Center, it was very symbolic. It was a, it was a big smack in the face that says, we won't trade with you. We don't want anybody trading with anybody. Because once there's trade, there's integration, assimilation, understanding, compromise, negotiation. There's all these things that happen that bring cultures together. And some of the old crutches have to be left behind. You don't need them anymore. They're useless. They just hold you down. And so as people evolve and they get involved in trading with one another, some of these silly things that people have dragged along behind them they start to let them go. They start to clean out their closet and only keep the things that they really need because they're evolving into these much higher beings, into a humanity that says, whoa, you know what? It's fine that you want to, you know, honor Muhammad and that I want to honor uh, whoever George honors, Jesus Christ, or, you know, it's fine to honor whomever you wish to honor, but that doesn't mean you have to drag all that baggage around with you constantly all the time. You can still have relations and foreign trade, and you can have negotiations, and you can work in good faith with one another. So when Osama bin Laden targeted the World Trade Center, he was targeting that whole concept of evolution. Don't trade, don't evolve. If we knock down the World Trade Center, there will be no more evolution. So it's a very, very passionately heated situation. And, and I think that as much as, as George is not at all one of my favorite people in terms of his position on things. I don't know the guy personally. I'm sure he's a very, very nice man. But in terms of politics, governance, we don't agree on things at all. And, and, but in this case, I, I really do think that although it may be scary to step over that line, I think that in, in, in perhaps a limited way, maybe in a way that's on a wait-and-see basis, restricted basis, sort of as a trial. We allow them to run one port. See how they do. See how it goes. See how people feel about it. Let it happen slowly. You know, you don't have to go, boom, six ports. Why don't you start with one of the ports? You know, it, it's tricky because, again, it's this is business. And when it comes to business, P&O wants to sell for... Uh, I think it was $6.8 billion, the rights to manage this. That's a heck of a lot of money. And, you know, they, they don't want to piecemeal it. They want to go, boom, we'll take our profits. See you later, sweetheart. Thank you. And that just doesn't always work. And when you deal with national security, I don't think that you can 
look at it strictly like that. So perhaps P&O is going to have to bite the bullet a little bit. Maybe what we do is on a provisional basis, DMP World comes in and takes over one port and tries it out. Something like that. I think that we have to step over that scary line and take some chances. Because if we don't, we're never going to come to any kind of an understanding or cooperation. And the only way that any of this is going to get settled, that people start to respect one another, is to start stepping over lines that are a little bit scary and, and reach out our hands to one another and talk and communicate and do business and, and have trade and have common interests. Because once you have those things, then a lot of the stuff falls to the wayside that became real hurdles. And there aren't any hurdles anymore. People sit down and, and, and have a meal together and discuss their business arrangements and discuss their, their families and what they did on their summer vacation and there are relationships that form and it's all a really good thing. It's a good thing. And, you know, scary as it is, I, I think, you know, I mean, I think the way George handled it trying to usurp people and trying to shove it down people's throats and threatening to veto it, walking around swinging his big you-know-what all the time, is just, you know, that's just immaturity. And it, ugh, that's the thing about George that bothers me, immaturity. But, you know, if you go and you, and you give people the benefit of the doubt and you say to people, this is what I'm thinking, this is who they are, this is their track record, we know that these are inherent risks, but we're willing to take these risks because these are the benefits that are going to happen, we're going to do it slowly, we're going to do it methodically, we're going to be very careful about it, these are the people who are watching, this is what's going on. I think that Americans and, and Congress and, and the International Longshoremen's Association and the U.S. Coast Guard, and I think the people would feel like they're informed and comfortable. And I think the 45-day review period is what that's supposed to do. And to try to shove this down people's throat, go in through the back door, sneak it in, you know, sneaky doesn't work. You got to be above board. You got to be on the table and people can know what's going on. And the best trading is done when people are above board, on the table, this is what I'm doing. If I say I'm going to pay you in 30 days, I pay you in 30 days, period. You know, that's how you get good trading counterparts. That's how you get good relations with other countries. So, you know, I'm sure I'm off on the fringe a little bit, but I think that it's time for some real courage. And I don't mean courage as in stand on a battlefield with a gun. I mean courage as in stand at a trading port and be willing to reach out your hand in fellowship from one person to another and say, I'm going to do business with you. I'm going to trade with you in good faith. And we're going to start forming relationships from this continent to that continent, from this country to that country, from this culture to that culture. And as we trade and as we evolve, everybody evolves. They're culture evolves, our culture evolves, together we evolve as humanity. That's what I think. 
I don't know. I, I mean, I could be completely, totally way off the wall on this one. And, um, and I've had such a hard time even just doing this podcast because from one minute to the next, I, I see all the different sides of the issue. And, and like I said, you know, I try to get media from outside of the U.S. and, and other markets so that I can really try to find the perspectives from all over and kind of look at the whole picture. And I think the whole picture comes right down to a lot of what the World Trade Center symbolized. The World Trade Center was a representation to man's belief in humanity. Man's belief in humanity. We, as a people, populating one single planet. And trade is just an integral part. And the ports are an integral part of trade. It's all part of the whole picture. And we can't be afraid. We have to reach out, be brave, and continue to make strides. When you learn to walk and you fall down and you scrape your knees, you get up and you try again. Every one of us who learned how to ride a bike, you know, fell down. Most of us scraped our knees and elbows and, and some worse. And we all got up and we tried again until we rode. And this is a much bigger proportion. People got hurt much, much worse than a scraped knee. But the underlying concept is that growing pains can be painful, but they don't mean you stop growing. They mean that you reevaluate, you, you go back, you clean your wounds, you bandage yourself up, and you try again. And because one criminal person or a few hundred criminal people around the world are behaving very, very badly, it's not right and it's not fair and it's not useful or appropriate to lump an entire huge amount of people, billions, together and say, well, we won't trade with you because you're Muslim or because you're Arab or because your culture is different than ours. It's stupid. It's childish. And it's not useful to humanity. So as scary as it is, I think we must take our 45 days, review everything, open on the table, Bring up all the questions and all the issues and don't be shy about it and say right to their face, UAE, we're concerned that you supported the Taliban. What does that mean? How should we take that? What should we tell the women in our country about your government and whether we're willing to do business with you? How are you going to change that? What are you doing to make that not happen anymore? Things like that. Put the stuff on the table. Address the issues one by one. Make specific requests, talk about it, write the stuff into contracts, whatever needs to be done. We got almost 600,000 attorneys in the United States alone. I'm sure we could find a few hundred thousand that would be interested in this case. So that's what I think. Come on down and let me know what you think. I would really love to know. Till tomorrow, this is Elle at Iron Dove. Signing out.